when I'm doing my research on which communities and to, to join, notice I didn't even say products as communities that just came out of my mouth. It is the community. Like for me, I think, okay, the thing I'm investing in right now, if if it doesn't work out financially long-term, like let's say tomorrow, like Cool Cats, for example, it just doesn't go any further. I actually end up losing money maybe long-term because you just never know. Um, would I still be okay in investing in it right now because the people I get to meet and connect with and the fun I get to have? This is Brand Story, a podcast celebrating the stories of real people who are making an impact on brands, business, and the world around them. Welcome to Brand Story. My name is Steve Gilman, and our guest today is Zane Gaziani. Zane is our first return guest on the program, and today we're going to talk all things NFTs. And Zane worked with Team Gary V for a good couple of years, and he worked really closely on the launch of the V Friends NFT project and was the moderator for the Discord community, and that was one of the most notable NFT launches, and now he's in the NFT space himself. So hi, Zane. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Doing well. I had no idea I'm the first return guest. Yeah. It's, uh, you're, incredible. You're the first person we've brought back, just because, like, I, man, I had such a great time talking to you the first time. Like, I, that's the mo- one of the most fun conversations I've ever had. It was just a blast. Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, and last we talked, you know, it's it's been a minute. I was on Team Gary at the time. Friends, I think, was just starting. So um, it's cool to have gone through that and now come back with some some data points. Yeah, and I think it's so cool. Like, I, I was talking to one of our producers here, Riley, who's a big fan of yours now. And uh, we were just talking about, like, okay, Zane's got to be our, our touchstone. We'll just keep checking in with him like once a year or once every, you know what I mean? Like, we'll just yeah. we'll just follow him through his entire life. That's like now our goal, by the way. That's what the podcast is about. I love it. That that sounds like a great plan to me. I'm super in. <laughs> cool. So you've been up to a lot, man, since the last time we talked. You know, you uh, were involved really closely in the launch of uh, Gary V's um, V Friends, and you were the moderator of that NFT community. So, you know, I've kind of been following along with you and trying to learn about NFTs, and I think I'm like maybe your perfect audience in that you end up talking to a lot of people in your world that know a lot about NFTs and what's going on. And I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. You know, I, I know, I know just enough to be dangerous, but there's just a ton of misinformation and misunderstanding in the general like business world in people in general. I think it's still the dawn of a new day and there's so many misconceptions. So when I thought, Hey, I'd love to talk about this. I instantly thought of you. So what have you been up to lately? What have you been doing? Yeah, man. It's um where do I even start? Yeah. So I so yeah, I was working at V Friends, right? So I was working on Team Gary. So uh that's the team that, you know, produces all of Gary's personal content. So videos, audio, images, everything you see. Um primarily I was focused on community as well as producing the actual content for his Instagram, LinkedIn, and other platforms. So uh earlier this year, like you mentioned, uh I got a chance to be the head of community and content for V Friends, Gary's uh NFT project. And that really became the, the catalyst for me to get into crypto, NFTs, and, and this whole space, right? I was forced to roll up my sleeves and really learn it because no matter what, whether I liked it or not, I had to learn it for my job. Um, and so anyways, I started learning it, fell in love with it. It's all I could think about. And then obviously when VFriends launched, that became a whole different thing. Like I got, you know, a hundred times more excited. I, as you mentioned, I was responsible for the, the Discord and in the first week, from you know, we from the moment we launched it, we had 130,000 130, members Good a week God. one. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought we'd get maybe forty or fifty thousand, which was still a lot, but we got one hundred and thirty. So you know, I had to like learn how to 
uh, not just run a, you know, a Discord server, but run a super popping Discord server with security, uh, engagement, all of it. So learned a lot. And the long story short, you know, as time went on and as I spent more time in friends in the NFT community, I said to myself, like, VFriends is awesome. I obviously love it. I love the people and Gary and the team. But what if there was a role out there where instead of focusing on like one project, what if I got to touch like a thousand projects? Yeah, right. And um, yeah, and so I, that kind of, I was thinking about that. Long story short, I reached out to my friend Tiffany, uh, who is the CEO of a company called Islands. At the time, Islands was secretly building in stealth mode. They actually just announced this week on the actual platform and what it is. Um, but anyways, long story short, I reached out, they are working on some cool stuff. And so I left, I made the tough decision to kind of leave the, the V friends Vayner ecosystem and try something new as a startup. Um, and so anyways, I left that, which was a tough decision, joined islands. I think I was employee number, maybe eight or nine. So very early <laughs> startup world. It's a crazy world too. Super startup world. Yeah. Especially start, not only startup world, startup world in the NFT world, which is also just like getting started. Right. Um, so it's completely uncharted territory. So anyways, I joined, the people are amazing. I still talk with them. They're incredible. But from the moment I joined, I was like, oh, I don't think this role is the right fit for me. And yeah, it just, it was my fault. Maybe I didn't ask enough interview questions. I tried to make things work, but I'm telling you, I think like within the first month, I was like, I just know this is not a long-term thing for me, um, which is okay. It happens. Yeah, so, sometimes that happens. you know, I, yeah. And so we tried to make it work. It just wasn't for me and uh, ended up leaving after two months, which isn't that very long of a time. And uh, when I left uh, Islands and it was time to figure out what's next, you know, typically I would try to find my next full-time role somewhere. Um, you know, and so, so that was what I thought I was going to do. And I don't know what happened, dude. I don't know. I still don't know where this urge came from, but I think, I think because I just turned 30 and because I was just trying to figure things out, I was like, my whole life, I've always wanted to draw and create and and story tell stories through my artwork. Yeah, one of your first drawings you did was like you know that feedback you get of from teachers mm. and people early in your life where they're like, oh, you're not an artist. Yeah, you put that put that silliness away and and study something else. So that was one of your first NFTs that I saw. But go ahead, keep going. You're, you're going to get to to what you're doing now. Yeah, so no, that was it, man. I, I I said to myself like I look back and my whole life I wanted to be. Uh, into the arts and drawing and be a creator. But to your point, my whole life, you know, my teachers were like, it's just a phase. Um, I, I, most people don't know this. I, I actually joined my college's um, animation program and was like, and, and I had to quit two years in because I couldn't pass like certain classes. And I was like, this is it. Like I had enough savings where I'm like, okay, if you don't make any money for like four or five months, you're going to be okay. Um, and I said, let's just do it. This is the best time. You, you understand NFTs a little bit. Let's go for it. And um, I, out of nowhere, I made a doodle. This was a Sunday night, random Sunday night. Uh, I made a doodle and randomly I, I minted. It was my first time minting an NFT. So I was very excited uh, on OpenSea. And I just shared a little tweet with a link. I said, hey, I just minted my first doodle. Like, I'm excited. And uh, dude, it got sniped. Someone bought it in less than a minute. And I couldn't believe it. Because not only did someone buy it, they in in a minute that they make a buying decision they also paid for the gas fees um and they, now they have this in their collection and i just couldn't believe it like the money's nice but i like i couldn't believe i someone bought my thing that i worked on yeah that's a must be an amazing feeling dude it was it was the best feeling and you know i i think all together i made you know us dollars wise i might have made maybe like 200 dollars, which is still i mean for drawing that's amazing but it wasn't even that. It was just like, oh my God, I made this and that happened. It was just like the instant validation of it. And 
And now you have like on OpenSea. So we're gonna we're gonna have to pause and do some definitions for this audience, and just for everyone in general, because the time I've spent following you, and it's kind of funny. I feel like I'm I'm. It's so great to have you back because I follow you a lot, and I feel like I'm on your coattails learning. You know, so I followed you through the V Friends experience. Got really interested in NFTs. Got got into the Discord there. I noticed you just opened your own Discord. I joined right away. Like it's so I'm learning and going along with the stuff with you. And uh, so you now have uh, an NFT space on OpenSea that's called Good Morning Doodles. And Mm -hmm. it's got a ton of drawings and it's kind of blowing up a little bit. You've you've been doing a lot of really cool things. So I really want to talk about that. But before we get into that, I think a lot of people, you know, they hear the word NFT, everyone's saying it. But but have you been asked to explain like fungibility, like non-fungible and fungible tokens? Like, is that a thing you speak to? Kind of. I mean, the way I describe it to, to anyone, because, you know, I I like to think everyone's in NFTs because I'm yeah, right. NFT NYC and everyone's into it. But yeah. then, you know, take a step back and talk to my uh, friends who aren't into it. And there's just way more people that don't know what I'm doing or they think I'm a little crazy. So, yeah, the best way I, I think about it that's helped me help other people in my life understand it, yeah. including my parents, is I, I say, I think NFT just, it, I don't know why, it just sounds really complicated. Like, what's fungible? Then what's the non-version of that? For me, and I don't know if it's the best way to explain it, but for me, it's, you know, NFTs are a process to authenticate slash prove ownership of a digital asset, right? And an NFT can be anything. Now, a lot of people think it's just images because people are seeing these profile picture projects get really popular, like the apes board apes, but it can really be anything. I mean, an NFT can be an image. It can be a video. Uh, it can be an audio file, right? Songs and music. Yeah. It can be a ticket to an event. It can be a million things. Yeah. yeah. It could literally be anything. And what, what happens is through this authentication process, which is the way I think of it, um, it's all on the blockchain, right? And what's cool is now everything that, that is an NFT that's, that's recorded on the blockchain, it's trackable. And um, you can, you know, now see the history of, of how this digital asset has gone from crypto wallet to wallet. Um, you can see how much someone paid for it. And at the time, how much the USD value was and also how much someone paid for gas. Like everything is transparent now. Um, and that's what I love the most is I can literally click something and know its, its story by its transaction history. I know who owned it, what wallet. And what's cool is just, I mean, you could get lost, dude. Like if I... You know, my, uh, so I have a cool cat. That's like um, yeah, the name just, of a I was going to bring that up, yeah. Uh, I have my little thing here. Yep. So I um, I bought it. And what's cool is, and I didn't know this, but I was interested in my cool cat. I just like the look of it. It's the one I had wanted. Someone had put it up for sale. And as I was buying it, I was going through the transaction history. One, I could see how exactly like where it started from the moment the project launched. But two, and I didn't know this, one of my good like real life friends actually owned the piece oh my he was God. the one selling it that's so cool so i was like wait a second so it's just cool man I, <laughs> yeah. I think so long story short i know i'm going on kind of a tangent but it's um in my in the way i see it, it's just a way to authenticate who owns something on the blockchain yeah and i think that's a great way to to explain it you know i think of it as like fungible assets or like a bag of rice is fungible every bag of rice is just a bag of rice but like a drawing there's one original drawing and that's non-fungible. Like the Mona Lisa is non-fungible. Your drawing, your first drawing you did is non-fungible. But the the blockchain allows us to see, like, you know, I can click on any of your drawings on OpenSea and I can see the exact history of the day it was sold, who owns it, whether they're selling it or not, or I can make an offer. And so, you know, it's mind-blowing when you start thinking about the possibilities of all this. Like it has far-reaching implications. So 
what do you think, I want to talk about, why don't we talk about your project first, and then I'm going to talk a little bit generally about misconceptions of the space and stuff you run into. So tell me about what you're doing right now with the Good Morning Doodles. What's going on with you? Yeah, so it's really cool, man. I, so like I mentioned, I, I sold that first drawing. I, uh, I couldn't believe it. It was the best feeling ever. Just the fact that someone went out of the way to buy something of mine is incredible. And so, you know, and because so, I thought I was crazy. I'm like, I'm leaving I'm not going to find a full-time job. I'm going to doodle. I'm 30 and I've never sold anything in my life, much less my artwork. Like this makes no sense. You're, you're good at taking leaps though, you know? I know. I'm, I don't know what, I don't know if I got dropped on my head as a kid. Like, I don't know what it is, but you know, anyways, long story short, the first thing sold. And I said, you know what, let's, let's try this thing out. Let's lean into it. So the next week, I believe I produced three doodles. These are all one of one pieces. That means there's only one edition. There's not multiples. And uh, same thing. I priced at 0.06 ETH. Um, so at the time, that's usually about like 200, maybe $220 a piece, which is a lot of money. And um, dude, I mean, again, I just told uh, the night before I dropped them on a Friday. So on a Thursday night, I, I went on Twitter. I made a thread about the pieces I'm dropping, why they matter, like the story behind them. And the same thing. I mean, the next uh, Friday, I dropped them at the same time and they all sold within a minute. Um, and then it just kept happening over over time. Like every week they would just sell as I would tell the stories of these pieces and why they matter to me and how I thought about creating them. And it's just this, this collection, the Good Morning Doodles has um, unexpectedly just become a collection where I'm able to draw things that are on my mind, you know, whether it's a cartoon of my eighth grade teacher telling me, hey, this is a phase or whether it's just me and my dog at the dog park every day and, and, and drawing that, that moment. Um, it's just kind of become a place where I'm just creating my story and telling my origin story. Um, so that's, that's the Good Morning Doodles thing where it's weekly, I'm dropping these pieces. But then two on the side, I'm working on another project right now that's more a very different project. It's me storytelling. I, did I tell you last time I was here about Chippy, the red little character? I don't know if I told you this. No, no, you didn't. We started talking about it and then we got to, we went in a different direction. So yeah, tell me about okay. that. Okay. Yeah, it's long story short. Uh, two years ago, I made up of this character named, his name's Chippy. He's this red little mischievous uh, de devil little character. And uh, I wrote a story about him, but I just never knew what to do about it. So I kind of sat on it. And now learning all the things I'm learning, I'm like, wait a second, this is the perfect vehicle to tell Chippy's story in a meaningful way. So now I'm creating a, a, a project all around Chippy that hopefully is going to drop in, in you know, March or April of this upcoming year. And that's going to be a very different type of project. So I'm just uh, creating, I'm telling stories, I'm making, and um, I'm having a blast. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I look forward to seeing that drop and I'm following you know, all of your drops. And, and what I noticed about what you're doing and you know, it's I know it's confusing for people listening. The whole world of NFTs is so big, and we'll we'll list some resources where you can go learn. And we're gonna ask Zane a lot more questions to help people understand what we're talking about. But you are storytelling. Like your your Good Morning Doodles has a feeling and a mood, and it's about you growing up, and it's about how I think we all relate to it because every drawing has a story, and you have a story. And you're very good at telling a story. So I think people are connecting with it because, you know, we've all been kept down by either teachers or adults when we were kids saying we couldn't do something. I think that's something everyone's felt. And I think you're just tapping into things that, that people connect with. So there's, a, there's almost a community aspect that goes along with NFTs. You know, a lot of people think, well, what's the value of a drawing? You know, it's just a drawing. But you're also kind of buying into being part of something, aren't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean... I know this is going to like, if you're just listening, if you're just learning about NFTs, what I'm going to say next is insane. But you know, my cool cat that I have, I have one cool cat. Yeah. I got it a little later than a lot of people, but I have, I have my one cool cat, dude, I'm telling you, like I, I could sell it today on the collection, like uh, the floor, meaning the lowest priced in the cool cats collection right now 
I think it's like eight ETH. That's like $32,000. I could sell my image of my cat for $32,000 right now today on a Friday. It would be bought probably in an hour or two just because that would be the floor if I go that low. Dude, I haven't even thought about it. Like, I just, like, I, I feel so connected to the community. It's, yeah. it's a community of artists and builders and pioneers and creators. And we're all just like hanging out and there's only 10,000 total. Um, and, and now the price is so high that if I, if I sell it, I probably can't get back in. Um, so I don't know, man, it's this, it's this, you, you know, there's been a couple of projects that I've bought into and I've sold to make a flip. And I'm telling you, I know it sounds insane, but even though I made like a four X flip, uh, I'm just like, dang it. I sold it. I wish I'd kept it. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's this weird you like you're leaving the community. Yeah. And that's, I think that's one of the things like, even, even when I was first getting into this, what happens is you see the big splashes and people see like, you know, bored apes and they don't understand what it is. And they look at the price point and they're like, this is nonsense. This is why would anyone pay that much money for that? Like they don't get it. And at first too, I was like, I don't get the valuations. And I, I still think some of them are probably high because the art part of NFTs is really blown up. Tons of people are getting into the space to just flip them. But there's a lot of these that are going to last and persevere and turn into entertainment platforms. All sorts of different things are going to come out of it. So, you know, with the Bored Apes, they're partnering with Adidas now, you know, and they've got a partnership with Rolling Stone magazine. So really it's IP. It's intellectual property. And they're going to build an entire ecosystem around it. So, you know, some of these projects, that's where they're going. Other projects, it's one-of-one one art collectibles. And if you connect with it personally, you're also connecting with a community of people that connect with it personally. And that's, ama that's amazing. It's, you, that doesn't happen when you go to a store and buy a painting. Oh, yeah. And, and what's cool is, you know, to your point, like the community is dictating the market value, right? Like, because um, at the end of the day, you know, for example, like, so there, uh, Cool Cats, I think, is a great project. But I mean, even I'll give you a newer one. There's one called Crypto Mores. These are like these 10,000, you know, uh, pictures of these skeletons. It's about Memento Mori. So it's like a reminder that, you know, life is short. Um, and there's like different traits. They're really cute. And um, it's just a, a very positive community. I, I, I actually got in very early um, and, I, and I bought five of them. I sold two for a good profit, keeping three right now. And um, dude, it's just, it, the community is just different. I mean, it's all focused on mental health. It's very positive. The Discord is just always popping. It's really nice. This is good vibes only. Um, but yeah, man, I think um, I think the community is something is something that when you know when you're on the outside. Because when I first heard about all this before VFriend started, um, and it's changed so much since then. But back then, I was like, no, like what community? Like you're just you're buying images and you're like, what? This makes no sense. But when you finally get one, and especially if there's a good community in it, then you really understand. Like, oh, I don't like now. I'm I, this is so much bigger than just a, a picture. Uh, and then not to mention, obviously, this, this is a whole different conversation, but there's so much that you can do with, you know, the NFT technology. Uh, one thing I've been really into in the last, I'd say, month, two months is blockchain gaming, um, you know, buying plots of like actual like virtual <laughs> land, uh, which is uh, limited. And, and now these these teams are building uh, these gaming projects and, and as they're adding more utility and stuff to it, the value of my land is also happens to be going up. But more importantly, I'm just having a great time being a part of the project and seeing this game evolve. Um, so it's just so much, man. I mean, this, this is something we could talk literally all day about. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, it's going to be, I think this episode, I hope gets people curious and we'll give them some resources to go and try and learn. And I hope people go and look at your project or I think there'll be people that listen to this that don't know what open sea is. All of this is yeah. very new. I mean, even when you were skeptical, we're talking about less than a year ago. 
you know, when yeah. you were before you were like getting into this. So this, I've had a lot of people that I've talked to being like, well, it seems like, you know, it's happened really fast and it's just too late to even get into the space because it's, the prices are so high. It's like, it's, yeah, it's a little bit of the wild west, but it's, this is the beginning. This is the very start of the space. It's the start. And you know, like you also have to understand, I mean, the projects that we've even talked about so far that are kind of like the blue chip, right? The bigger projects, Bored Apes, Cool Cats. Bro, I mean, that's all less than a year old. Um, you know, Bored Apes came out, I think in May or June at their latest. And then uh, Cool Cats came out in June or July. It was in the summer. That's not crazy. Um, so the projects we, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, think about it. That's insane. Um, you know, I, I think the other thing is like, yes, like you have these successful projects. There's also going to be many of them that aren't going to make it long-term. Um, and so, so it is kind of a risk in that situation. That's why I think it's important to consider like the money, the money you're putting into it. Don't like, I think some people are going into it that friends I've talked to that are not in the space, but are interested in the space. They're going into it 100% being like, okay, how do I take my, you know, $4,000 and make it 12,000 soon. And I'm like, you, if you get in the right project, I think that is a possibility. I've seen that happen. It's happened to people. It happened to me, but you have to understand that that's not very likely because there's a lot more projects that are going to have a slow growth or, or no growth for a long time. Um, more than, more than the ones that are going to pop right away. There, there's not that many cool cats or board apes. That's why we talk about them. Yeah. And that, you know, that's kind of like a, a whole thing with investing and people wanting to make a quick dollar. You know, so you're going to hear about the successes, but and you know, if there's ten successes, those are the ones you're going to hear about. But you're not going to hear about the ten thousand people who lost money. You know, it's just like the stock market. Hundred percent. And, and let me tell you, there's um, I'm not going to take names, but there's a, a guy who I really like in the NFT space. Um, he's he has a lot of like blue chip, right? Like beautiful, like these NFTs that are worth a lot of money, and he got in kind of early. I was talking to him the other day. And uh, we were on a call and I was talking about his amazing, like, how do you get in so early? Like you have so many beautiful NFTs. He's like, dude. And he went on a screen share and he showed me his OpenSea, like, which is for those who don't know, which is the platform or which is one of the uh, platforms, probably the most popular one where people are buying NFTs. He showed me his OpenSea profile and on his OpenSea, as you probably know, Steve, um, you can hide um, certain tokens from the public. He had like, so he had like five, like really amazing things that were on his profile. He had like 200 NFTs hidden because they're failing and like they're horrible and they're bad investments. So in the, on the public, on my end, I look at his profile, I'm like, oh my God, you're, you know, you got all these, you're a genius. You, you know all this, let me teach me. But he's more just like investing in a ton of things. Most of them aren't working out, but the ones that are working out are making up financially for the ones that didn't. So, you know, there, there's, a, I guess the lesson is two things. One, there's way more than meets the eye. Like it's just like social media, right? Like just because you look at someone's profile, and they're, have, they're out at the beach, they've got their abs out, they're having a great time with their spouse, but behind the scenes, the worst, you know, their life sucks, that, that could be a thing. So keep that in mind too, you can easily hide stuff from the public. And then two, um, you know, the reason I, when I'm doing my research on which communities and to, to join, notice I didn't even say projects, that's community. That's no, you said community. out of my mouth. Yep. It, it's, it's, it is the community. Like for me, I think, okay, the thing I'm investing in right now, if, if it doesn't work out financially long-term, like let's say the, the, Let's say tomorrow, like Cool Cats, for example, it just doesn't go any further. I actually end up losing money maybe long-term because you just never know. Um, would I still be okay in investing in it right now because of the people I get to meet and connect with and the fun I get to have? Um, if, if that's not the case, I usually don't invest. I made a few that uh, I, maybe I entered for the wrong reason, but mo most of them, I, I look for the community aspect. 
Um, and uh, that has to click for me personally, because at least then I wouldn't feel bad if it crashed, because at least I'll get to make cool friends and have some good memories in, in it, you know? That's a great point, because I think there's a lot, you know, there's, the, it's so complex, but there's, you know, things you need to look at if you're going to buy you uh, an NFT, where is there a community, because it has more likely to go up in value if there's a community. Who are the people behind it? Look at who's actually doing it. You know, and because that's important. And then does it have some sort of utility? Because a lot of them do, you know, and there, there's a lot of things you can look at to get to where the value is. And then sometimes it has to be that you connect with it personally. And it's not just yeah. it's like anything. If you're getting in to just make a quick profit, you might get lucky and make a quick profit. But it, you know, just because you hear that a lot doesn't mean it's happening to everyone. I think that's an important, important takeaway. So there's a, there, we're kind of talking about like misconceptions in the NFT space. Are there any others that you run into all the time now that you're like really in it? Like what, what are a couple of highlights? I mean, the biggest one that I get is, um, is money laundering. You might've heard that, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. People are like, oh, it's just like, like if you go on Instagram, right, go to a, go to any NFT type of page and someone like reports a sale. I mean, half the comments like money laundering again, money laundering. I'll be honest, dude, like there, maybe there is, maybe there is something going on and I'm just not cool enough to be looped in. But um, I'll tell you, if you think about it, if you think about what it means to be in the blockchain, as we mentioned earlier, right, it's all trackable. It's all transparent. And it's like, it makes zero sense. Because if, if I was someone that wanted to like sneak around and like launder money, I feel like this would be the worst place to do it. Because everything's trackable. You mean a permanent ledger isn't a good place to be shady? Dude, think about it. It makes zero sense to me. But again, I'm not super smart, techie guy. Like, I'm sure there's ways to go about stuff. But, but if I think about it, like, you know, everything is so trackable. Right now, you could literally see my first wallet. Through that, you could find my other wallets because I've probably transferred some funds. Then you can see what I bought when I bought it. There's uh, Etherscan, which is a, a platform where you could go any, and type in anyone's wallet address and then see every transaction on there ever. It's all, it's all out there in the open. So, you know, that's, um, I just don't understand that logic. Um, I think, I think people say money laundering, at least from what I've seen, like friends of mine that are on the outside, they say just cause like either as a joke or also just more like as, as a response of something they don't understand. Um, which makes sense. Cause if you're on the outside, you see, you know, a picture of a board ape sell for 150 K you're like, wait a second, this has to be, you know, a thievery or, or something bad. I don't think it computes very easily because it's new. It's kind of like, you know, Gary Vee's talked about this. I've seen you, you know, write about it is, is that it's, you know, it's new. So it's a lot like when some of the first social media platforms came out or certain things on the internet started. When they started and they were new, there were a ton of people who were like, this isn't going to stay around. The internet, yeah. the internet, that's dumb. No one's going to use that. So I, I kind of feel like this is a little bit of the same thing. You know, it's easy to mock something you don't understand. And the more and more that I've learned by following you and dug into it, this is here to stay. It's just that it's a really exciting time, especially in the art part of NFTs, because that's the most visible part right now. You know, cause yeah, because other things take so much more development. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's such a good point. I know I'm telling you, I think, you know, 2021 this year, I think this is uh, like an onboarding year, people are learning about it. I, I like those profile picture projects, like the cool cats and stuff. Um, and they're, they're doing so much more. They're building video games and tokens and stuff. But, you know, um, that's what a lot of people are seeing right now. But I, I'm telling you, I think this year, like 2022, it's going to be a lot more gaming is going to be a big thing. A lot more people are going to hear about you're already starting to hear about real like big sales happening and people going into that world. Um, music is a big one. People are like artists. 
um, aren't just selling like pieces of drawings and stuff like I am, like they're actually producing music and like selling um, that to their, their holders and community. Um, music, gaming, and then uh, photography is, is getting really big. If you're watching that scene, uh, people that are photographers that were getting paid pennies for certain like big publications working for them are now able to, with their community, sell them, sell, sell their photography. And there's so many like big creators now getting paid so much more the way they should be, you know, paid uh, for their work. So I think those three spaces in particular, I'm watching and, and I have a lot of friends in those spaces and it's cool to see. It's a system that allows the creator to actually directly benefit from the sale. It takes out a lot of middlemen. And, you know, when you think about that impact on the art world or the business world, you know, it's going to get a lot of attention because it, it allows a direct sale to, and especially if you're selling copies of something, you know, and you've got an original photograph, but you're going to sell 5,000 copies of it and people want it, then you're not, you're not taking a percentage, not someone else isn't selling it for you. You're selling it directly to the people who will have it. So it's a really interesting world. Well, I mean, and just because there might be some newer people to space listening, I mean, that, that's exactly right, right? You can you can sell that. You're you're in more control. There's like no middle people really necessarily. I mean, oh, I guess like, and it, this is like small, right? But like depending on the platform, for example, you sell an OpenSea, they, they take a small, like I think like two, maybe 2.5% or something, but compared to probably what someone else would take, that's really small. But also what's cool, like as a creator, as myself, um, you also get to really own the royalties forever. Me, so, so for example, with my Good Morning Doodles, right? Um, I have it set for my collection that um, obviously when I sell it for the first time, I, I get that money. But also um, as my own brand grows and the people one day might flip my own pieces that they bought from me, um, I will get 10% of every sale forever for the doodle that flips. Um, so, you know, if, if someone goes around and flips one of my doodles, they bought for a thousand dollars, I'm going to get a hundred dollars directly. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to ask it just because the way I've set it up, it comes directly to me. Um, and that's so cool. Yeah. That's amazing for creators. So, you know, I know a lot of artists, visual artists, photographers, you know, I'm a photographer myself and, you know, do you have any advice for other artists out there that are thinking they're looking at the NFT space and they're just overwhelmed? What would you tell them? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's uh, that's a, a thing I hear about a lot right now. Like at this point, it's like, who do I trust with the information? And like, there's too much information. Sometimes you don't know where to, where to start. I mean, I think like, I, I think the biggest thing that I've told people that, because it's hard for me to relate in many ways, because I, I literally, they're like, Zane, how do you know this? I'm like, well, I literally spend 18 hours a day on Twitter and Discord, and uh, this is all I do. So, uh, but but I understand that's not feasible for everyone. I, I think like, I think I would say is look at other people that are doing it. So let's say you're a photographer and you're interested in even understanding how to go about it. Um, I'm telling you, like, look at the people that are doing it well. What's cool is not only are you then checking out their work, but like turn on notifications for them on no Twitter. And then every time they join a Twitter spaces with other photographer NFT artists, well, now you're going to learn from them as well. So I, like, I'm telling you, I think there's just so many really awesome conversations uh, happening in uh, Twitter spaces, right? Like just voice conversation, like voice, um, what's it called programming. Um, I also spend a lot of time in discord, but I think the first thing I would do is just look at other people that are doing it. Um, see what they're posting, turn on notifications for them if you want. Um, so that way when they join, thing like programming and events on Twitter spaces, you can listen to them talk. And um, you, and if you're really feeling courageous, like jump on the stage and ask them questions. One thing I've really been impressed by is just how nice this space is because there's so many creators now, whether you're like me that you just never, uh, for whatever reason, had a chance to, to do it, or you're someone that 
has been doing it for years, but you are what they call the starving artist, right? You you love what you're doing, but man, you're not getting paid. You're not getting the credit. And finally, there's a vehicle for you to do it. Um, and I think because the space is, is uh, full of people like that, that appreciate what the technologies allowed them to do and change their lives, they want to help other people achieve the same. This is the first time I feel like, you know, in Web2, at the end of the day, even though there were a lot of like collaborating people, like right back in the day, it still was kind of like people were like, well, I don't want to give away all my secrets or, oh, that's my competition. Dude, I'm telling you, if you spend time in the in the Web3 world, if anyone's listening, it's incredible how many like just collabs are happening and how many people are just supporting one another. There's um, when I was, I, I randomly took a trip to NFT NYC, which is this event that happened at NYC a couple of weeks ago where the NFT community came together. Dude, it was cool, man. I mean, there were people just like, um, helping each other out. I, I, um, there's a, there's a gentleman who's like really well known. He's a photographer, NFT makes, he's been featured on a lot of big things. So, so, you know, he's many levels above a lot of people. And I just ran into him and we had this great 30 minute conversation. He answered a ton of my questions and everyone's just so down to earth. So if you're new, don't be afraid of the people. Cause I think the people are, are incredibly nice. Yeah. I think that what I've seen is the space is really encouraging and the discord spaces are really, everybody's really friendly and trying to help each other and introducing themselves. It, it's a really different feeling than a lot of social media. It doesn't really have that feeling. It does feel like community. So can you touch on discord just for a second? Cause I know you learned it like by trial by fire back in the spring. Like it was like, hi, you're going to be an export expert in discord now, you know? And, you know, I've started to get into Discord. It's a, For some people, it's like falling off a log now. It's like totally normal. I go on Discord all the time. For a lot of people, I've said Discord and just had them go blank. Like, what the hell is that? Can you talk about it a little bit since you've learned so much? Yeah, I mean, of course. I, it's a, So it's a platform that, you know, to be honest, I wasn't even super into it until earlier this year. I mean, NFTs and crypto is what got me into it. But um, I used to hear about it back in the day. A lot of my friends that were into gaming um, used to use Discord servers to like communicate, play online together, that whole thing. Um, and that wasn't really as much of my thing. So earlier this year, I noticed there were a lot of servers, right? So communities, if you will, being created for different NFT projects. Um, and so that's really what it is. And, um, you know, I'll say this. Uh, it's. I feel like when you join Discord, it's not like the easiest onboarding. No, it's not. It's confusing. It's confusing. And it's it's and there's these things called bots and there's things called commands and roles. And you're like, what is this thing? I thought, you know, why isn't this like, Twitter, where it's easy to understand. Um, so when I was learning, I'm telling you, and I think this can help, like just go on YouTube, spend like two hours watching some really basic videos, just type in like how to use Discord, you're going to find some great resources. Just start there. Because I think by the time you, regardless of who you watch, they're probably going to teach you enough to where you can at least then feel comfortable opening Discord, clicking on a server, and then seeing the channels. You're like, wait, I know what a channel is now. Okay, great. Um, and, and so I would do that. But um, dude, I'm telling you, once you spend enough time in Discords, like that's where I made seriously my, my best friendships this year were just through being on a discord at 3am uh, on, on some project that we both just me and this other stranger just really like. And now we, we, you know, are talking all the time. Um, but yeah, I, um, you know, I learned trial by fire with V friends. Um, you know, we, I didn't expect 130,000 people in seven days. I probably should have. Um, so I got to learn about it through that. And now I've created my own community just two days ago called uh, the art barn um, and cause I noticed there was, um, you know, as a creator myself, as someone that's producing art, I felt like there's a big Twitter community for it. Like people on Twitter spaces and that, that are talking, engaging, but I was like, there wasn't a hub for me outside of that to like connect with other artists. Um, and I said, well, if there's, if it doesn't exist, I'll, I'll create it myself. So, um, I call it the art barn. It's just a, a place where people who are all sorts of artists, whether you're traditional, 
um, digital, whatever, uh, for you to come and just meet other people and get ideas, feedback, and, and just we'll build stuff together. And um, it's been cool, man. I mean, think, you know, in the last two days, again, we just launched actually just yesterday. So it's been 24 hours. Um, we have about 250 members. We have people from all over the place. I mean, we have one guy who makes wooden tables. We have one guy that makes custom video game controllers. We have NFT artists and we're all just in there hanging out. Um, I do a thing called um, a scribble game where I give us, like, where I draw a scribble and people make stuff from it. So people are like um, drawing with that. It's just fun. And so we're going to build a lot of stuff together. You know, my goal is for just be a place where we can all celebrate each other. We can help each other grow. And then if someone, you know, has an NFT project and they want to hire artists, like this, this is a place where they can go in and find that talent and we can all like celebrate each other. So um, I'm really excited for it. That's really exciting. I joined on your first day. I'm in your discord as well. I haven't done much yet, but I'm in there because I, from everything that I read about what it was going to be about and from what I saw, you know, that's something you want to be part of. So if there are any artists listening, uh, you know, we'll put some links and we'll put links on your landing page to your discord. And if people want to try to get involved, it is a really, you know, gen genuinely generous community, uh, especially with Zane involved in it. So, um, so what's next for you? What's good? What, what, you know, you've got so much going on and this all has just been, this has all happened really fast. Your 2021 has been just a ride. Thanks, man. It's, it's, um, yeah. I mean, I never thought in January this year I'd be making <laughs> drawings and, and selling them and, and running this discord community. It's just, it's the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. What's next? That's a great question. I mean, right now, you know, I want to really, there's a couple of things. One, the art barn, um, discord community, I really want to grow that brand. I think it's going to be very community led. I want to eventually I envision a world where there's people in the community that are, um, there's gonna be some people running the podcast. There's gonna be some people helping me build uh, tools and resources. So people that are new can come in and know where to go and learn. Um, so I think we're going to just going to uh, really focus on, on building a really valuable community there. Other than that, I, I do want to continue creating uh, these doodles every week. And then on top of that, I think that that's eventually going to pretty soon become one of my top priorities is that Chippy project I mentioned coming in March or April. Um, that's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be very different than anything I've gotten to do before, but um, I, it's going to be so fun to like finally get to tell this story of this little character I made two years ago. Um, and uh, it's just gonna be a blast, man. So, um, that's kind of the, the focus is I am also on the side. So, so just to kind of break it down, I'm doing everything I just mentioned is like 70% of my, my bandwidth right now. And then the other 30% of my time, I'm still doing social media management, uh, for a client. Oh, good for you. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's like, so some people think I'm full-time and I kind of am, but I still spend at least 30% of my time working with clients and stuff just cause it is, um, a skill set I have. Um, and especially, you know, in the web three world, um, people are looking for, for folks with that experience. So that's something I'm still doing like 30% of my time part-time. That's great. It's good to have that income stream. And then it's also just good to, you know, it keeps you connected and, you know, you can always move around and do new things as your, as your projects expand. So yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm really a big fan of Zane Industries, you know, like all the <laughs> things you've got going on and I'll be following you really closely. I think what we're going to do is just keep having you back and touching in with <laughs> every you seeing, six months. Yeah, man. And just see what's happened. Cause you're moving really fast. So I feel like if we didn't do it fairly frequently, we wouldn't know what the heck was going on with you. It's, it's, it's funny. Cause I actually like, I, I know you're joking, but funny enough, I actually really do like this. Cause it is, um, you know, to your point, there's just so much happening even this, this year, it's so much has happened. I don't take a lot of time. Cause I'm always like, go, go, go. Um, I don't take a lot of time to like step back and talk about things and look at everything. So, you know, these kind of conversations are so important, not just for anyone listening and for you, hopefully, but also for myself to, 
to just like, to in, you know, reflect and be like, wow, like this is what's happening right now. You're actually doing this. This is insane. Yeah. I think it's really good to pause. And, you know, one, the whole reason I started this and the reason it's called brand story is, you know, I'm getting a chance for a moment to help tell your, your brand story, you know, and it's really about you and I'm a fan. So I would love to have you back. Every, I'll, I'll have you back every six months for the rest of time. If you'll come Let's back. Let's do it. Yeah, just because I think it's a wonderful, you know, uh, I really appreciate what you're doing. I love your energy. Like talking to you always gets me really excited. And, uh, you know, I, I learn from you all the time. I follow you on all these different platforms and see what you're doing. And, you know, for people who don't follow Zane, you know, there are people you follow who talk at you. I think if you just watch what Zane's doing and you watch how he behaves with other people and you just listen in, you learn a ton and you are really one of the most kind, encouraging guys I've ever been around. That's very, that's very nice, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So your brand is doing great. You know, just keep going, man. <laughs> you know, my, my my brand is doing stuff and then being like, what am I doing? Yeah, exactly. Your brand is like you're experimenting, you're trying new things, but you know, you are you, and you're doing a lot of really cool stuff. So, what do you think has had the most impact on you in this journey? with NFTs? Like what, were you given any particular piece of advice or was it any, you know, I know you just like one day started doodling and you know, you did it, but is there anything that really occurs to you of like your aha moment or something that really had an impact? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this, my, the, so I've been selling these one-on-one weekly doodles for 0.06 ETH, um, which is just like the number that I'm selling it for. But when I was first um, about to sell my first doodle, which seriously looking back, I mean, you would have thought I was like, planning to like propose to someone like it was like I was like freaking out I was like no one's gonna buy this everyone like what's gonna happen and I remember um at the time um I was like okay pricing how do I price this thing it's my first one so if I price it too low or too high it might actually make a difference uh for the rest of the collection so um I remember I was like okay I'm gonna do 0.01 which is like 50 dollars and I was like that's huge and no one's gonna buy for 0.01 are you kidding me and I reached out to my friend, Sarah, to help me get set up with something. And I reached out to Sarah. I'm like, Sarah, so here's what's happening. I'm going to price them at 0.01. It's going to be a weekly thing. And she's like, that's too low. Like, for, you, you should, like, value your stuff more. You should do at least, like, minimum 0.04 uh, ETH. And, uh, and I was like, great. That's what I'll do. That seems really, really high, but I'm going to do it. And as I was pricing my stuff, I put 0.04. And I was like, you know what? Let's just do 0.06. Let's, like, really amp it up. And if no one buys it, I can lower it. And I did 0.06 and that's that it sold right away. Um, and I think like looking back at that over dramatic thing that I was going through, I was like, looking back, it's like, oh, like never, you know, like Gary talked about, it's like never say no for the other person. Um, I knew I wanted to sell at 0.06. I really seriously thought no one was going to do it. But for some reason I leaned into it and it worked out. And that's the same price I've, I've kept since. So I think if you're an artist, you know, we, we tend to, undervalue our work. I was talking to, I had a call with an artist yesterday who has like over 20 million followers across platforms. It's a big deal. And even he was like, Oh, but who's going to buy my stuff? Like it's something we all go through. Um, but if you're listening, if you're, if you're selling your work, price it with what you want to, cause I, and don't say no for the other person. That's something I learned pretty early on in this process. Yeah. And that's great advice. You know, don't undervalue what you're putting out there into the world, you know, because it's going to be meaningful to somebody and it's going to add value to their life. It's going to either bring them some sort of energy they haven't had, or it's going to mean something to them. If someone connects with something and it brings them comfort or energy or, or pleasure or they're collecting, then yeah, it is worth it to them. So yeah, don't, 
don't price yourself out. Don't undervalue for other people, for sure. That's great advice. With NFTs, it being such a huge world, and there's no way we can cover it all while we're talking here today. Is there any resources, any like must-reads or anything like that? You had you said something, by the way, in your last interview with us that several of the guys around the office, we still say it to each other. And you know, you talked about how everything you want to know is either on Google, Reddit, <laughs> or, or YouTube, yeah. you know? And so we say that all the time because in, in an industry that moves fast, we have to try to learn things all the time. So Google, Reddit, and YouTube have an amazing amount of information. But is there any particular source you'd recommend? Man, that's a good question. If I was starting today, um, there's um, – I'm trying to think if there's a Discord or any community that's like really doing it. I mean there's a lot of like um, different social media pages and communities. A couple that come to mind, there's 137 PM. So that's like a company yep. within Vayner. Uh, 137 p.m. They write a lot of like basic beginner articles around um, around NFTs and crypto. So definitely check that out, especially if you like learning from a reading. Uh, they do an excellent job there. Uh, also, if you search Gary Vaynerchuk and then just type in like NFTs or getting started with NFTs, we wrote a ton of articles earlier this year breaking down like as a as a person who un doesn't understand at all how to actually understand NFTs, how to get set up with a crypto wallet, how to buy your first NFT. Um, that's really cool. And then there's another company. Um, called Metaverse, um, M-E-T-A-V-E-R-S-E. -E -E. um, they have a Discord. They also have a, an Instagram um, page. I actually know the gentleman who, who runs it, so I, I can. Ver I think they're legit. And um, they do a lot of um, news updates on their Instagram on like what's happening in the industry, and they also have just a ton of resources as well. So I would at least start there. Uh, I think those could be a good starting point. That's great. Yeah, well, we'll list those resources on your page and, and get them out to people. And I've been on the one thirty seven p.m. I like that a lot. And then, you know, I got interested in this because I was following Gary Vee and you. Like, I got into NFTs the same time, you know, you you all were working up to the launch of V Friends. I talked to you right as you had gone through that whole, you know, the Discord thing. And honestly, it's fascinated me so much. I've I've been going through and learning everything I can, and I'm I'm really into it. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's really That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a that blast. That makes me so happy. Yeah, so thank you for the inspiration. I appreciate it. Always. Let me ask you a question. I asked you a question. This this can be like our final question today. Um, so I had asked you last time you were here, and I'll ask you each time. But you know, I asked you a question about what advice you'd give your younger self, and you had an amazing answer. But to ask you that again, I'd frame it this way. What advice would you give yourself if you just went back six months? Because I think you just did in the last six months some a lot, enough that it could be your younger self. I'm laughing because I don't remember my last response. You have to, <laughs> don't tell me yet. I'm curious though what it is. Um, but I think if I had to go back six months, what I, what advice? So six months, yeah. Mid. So I'd say that, I mean, I can't remember what I said last time, but I bet you it's something similar. Um, I, I would say that you're, I'd say lean into what you want to do. Um, and, and always, again, like we talked about, I think we spent a long time on the last podcast, like really think about the worst case scenario and the best case scenario. That's what I always do. And I think if the, the best case scenario is life changing, that's the best, you kind of owe it to yourself to do it. And so I would just remind myself that, um, go for it, you know, go as insane as it sounds. If you want to start doodling for the first time at, at 30 years old and start selling things like it's okay to do that, like go for it. Cause if it fails, if it doesn't work out, you can always go get the full-time job in a few months and be okay. It's going to, it's going to pick right back up. So um, yeah, I tell, I'd, rem I'd reinforce the message of just like going for it. That's great. I think that's a really great message to live by. And I think I, I, you know, certainly you've been living by it and it's been working out well for you. And I'm, I'm really happy for you with how things are going, man. 
I really am. You know, and uh, one of the things you had talked about is just, and I see you do this all the time, you're a natural connector. You know, you connect with people and you're always building community. So I think you'll always be successful because of how friendly and generous you are with your time and your attention. And you're really, you're really generous with people. I see it online all the time. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for being out there spreading the love, man. It's really a cool thing for you to do. Yeah, no, thank you. It's, it's cool, man. And, and, you know, I think like, I think it's the space. I, I think, I mean, obviously it's like, I, I, you know, obviously I'm, I'm doing certain things, but I do think the the healthy nature of the NFT crypto space is a big part of it too. Like you, it's, it's just your, in web two, there was this weird like competition and this person's going to take away from me in some ways, but like, and I never felt that, but, but I knew other people were like, if I, if I were to create a art barn community back then, I, I think there would have been a lot more like, what are you doing? But like with NFTs and stuff, with, with what's happening right now, with everyone partnering and helping each other out, collabs happening all the time and understanding no one's success is taking away from you. Um, it, it, it's cool, man. It, I'm more inspired to create places for people to learn and grow. Um, so I think the big the NFT space is a, a big factor in that as well. Yeah, that's a really cool way to look at it. I wonder if that has something to do with how the blockchain works and the fact that ownership is so clear and everything you know, there's a permanent record of what you own and what you do, you know, and what someone else does. I think it creates this atmosphere where it's okay to collaborate and it's okay. Yeah. To, you know what I mean? It creates this like safety net in a weird way. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. And I think like, again, just like, you know, the, the opportunities and the lives that have changed just this year, I mean, mine included, but so many other people, um, there are people that, that have wanted to, they've been wishing for something like this for the last two, three decades. And now they finally have it. And so now they appreciate it and they just want to give to people because, because they, they got it. So why not help other people get it too? Yeah. It's a really generous space. So I, I wish you all the success with the morning doodles and with the art barn, uh, on discord and, uh, we'll put links. So if, if anyone listening is as curious as I am about NFTs and the NFT world, following Zane on Twitter, following Zane on Instagram, uh, getting on uh, Discord and trying to find his Art Barn server, um, all the things you can do. Um, you'll learn a lot from just uh, watching Zane out there in the world. So thanks a lot for being here today, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is this is fun. I'm excited for the next six-month check. Yeah, I, well, let's definitely do it because that would probably be my favorite ongoing series. Like, And then we could have them all. Like, I really just want to check in with you every six months and just see what's up. You know, I think it would be a blast. I and I love talking to you, man. I could do this all day. Me too, man. This is fun. Let's, I really mean it. Let's let's definitely do more. And I'm excited to kind of follow you guys too and see all the cool stuff you guys continue to do. Want to hear more inspiring stories? Subscribe on your preferred podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what we're doing, please rate, review, and share. It's the best way to support us. Thank you for listening to Brand Story.